0: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very interesting show here today. Let's broaden our minds. I want a cheeseburger. I want a milkshake. I want tables
1: get- Arts and entertainment. And
0: like it? There is an academic type of word I can apply. Verisimilitude.
1: Holy moly. I'm hot today. It is indeed. Let's talk arts and entertainment on WMAY. We got a great show for you today. Starting things off with state of the arts. Can we talk about what's going on locally and some stuff that's happening around the world in the world of theater, as well as all sorts of different artistic endeavors? Then we are going to have the interview with Illinois Symphony Orchestra and their event tonight. Which is the holiday pops in the Heartland, which is going to be virtual. We're also going to be talking with Cynthia Higginson about the virtual play Santa's Workshops Got Talent. And bottom of the bargain in reviews, we got the recent live musical from NBC of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's all coming up. But first, here is State of the Arts. There is a lot of things going on this weekend, so let's uh, right. let's jump right into it. I talked a little bit, um, at least a little bit in an article yesterday about the uh, about premiering tonight, the dual piano, a wonderful and extremely popular uh, duet uh, that uh, Mark, uh, Mark Gifford and Damien Kaplan do. So right. uh, what is uh, all going on there tonight?
2: Well, for the past several years at the Hoagland, we've done a Christmas show featuring Mark and Damien, We call it Dual Piano Christmas. How creative is that? But it serves its purpose, and we sell out every year. We do three or four performances, and we have huge crowds. This year, of course, we cannot have 450 people in the auditorium, so we have decided to make it virtual, and we have brought in – we brought actually Mark and Damien. I I can see my hands here. They're jazz hands. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that's crazy how that works. Okay. Yeah. And also, I'm going to fix my screen again. There you go. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm you're good. Doing all this virtual stuff. Okay. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> so, uh, Mark made a phone call to his friend Jerry Malzone, who is the manager and the vice president of the Steinway Piano Gallery in St. Louis, and said, Hey, you've got a little recital stage there. You've got 20 or more grand pianos. What if we came down and taped our special there? In past years, Jerry has sent up two grand pianos to the Hoagland, and it cost quite a bit of money to move them up here. So we were able to go down there to St. Louis, and uh, we brought in Brian Crowdson, who's part of Crowdson um, Entertainment and Media. Crowdson Creative is his company. He does a lot of video work. And Brian and I went down there, and we taped it uh, last week on December 4th, put together a great show. Damon and Mark are wonderful. An hour long, the the Photography is beautiful, the sound is great. and it's available starting tonight. Tonight's our premiere. So you can go to the Hoagland website and click on um, you, you'll see a picture of Mark and Damien. the first thing when you open it up, you just click on more information and it'll take you to where you buy tickets. You buy a streaming ticket. We send you an email in return from Show Ticks for you. And then all you do is you click on the link. Um, the show starts at seven o'clock you can start tuning in up to a half hour beforehand and at 15 minutes till they'll start a countdown, a virtual countdown and say, you know, coming soon or starting soon. And then at seven o'clock or just a minute thereafter, the show will start. It's an hour long. It's great entertainment. We have wonderful close-up photography of their fingers as they're playing the keyboards. um, I think their fans are going to absolutely love it. And I'll give you a little secret. Um, we had Brian hook up a GoPro above the piano, so you can actually see looking down at Mark and as they're playing. It's it's a lot of fun. I, I watched the special yesterday uh, when we were doing the final, you know, touch up on it, and it's going to be great. Now, besides tomorrow night, oh, one thing about our, excuse me tonight, yeah, you have to tune in at seven. If you're fifteen minutes late, you'll have missed fifteen minutes of it. This and you is don't want to opening night. You got to be there when it starts and it starts in real time. There are no pauses, and it plays for an hour. If, however, that doesn't fit your lifestyle, you can buy a video-on-demand ticket starting tomorrow, and that's available from December 12th through January 1st. You can watch it anytime your heart desires, and as soon as you start it, you have 48 hours to watch the whole thing. You can stop, you can start, you can fast forward, you can rewind. Uh, Just like if you were getting a video off of Amazon Prime. That's really the template, I think. So you'll have until December, uh, uh, January 1st to watch that if you go with the video on demand function. But either way, we're we're selling great tickets for both. So we'll have a big crowd watching them tonight. And then we have a lot of tickets sold for the rest of the run. And uh, we're, we're very excited about that.
1: Yes, me too. I always, the that dual piano is, it's always, um, it, it is always so fun. And they, and like, you know, they're, they're, of course, they're, they're playing the holiday songs, but they're also right. like improvising. And, you know, me, I can kind of, you know, plunk out chords on the piano, but I couldn't imagine, I mean, the, you know, the level of expertise they do when they're doing I mean, it's amazing. So, um, they're guys, brilliant.
2: And, I'll, and I'll tell you yeah. that I've watched them, I've watched every performance they've done at the Hoagland. There was only one summer program that I wasn't around for because I was doing a show over at the Little Theater on the Square, but I've yeah. watched every other performance, and every single night, it's a different show. Now, they follow That's the incredible. guideline, they follow the same song order, but what they do is always improvised. They're very funny together, they're funny individually, and they're both very talented musicians. Um This year, they're not doing a lot of the other things they have done. Damien didn't bring his drum set down, and we don't have the xylophone like he normally plays. But he is singing, and he sings this great combination. It is one of the most favorite things they've done. It's a combination of I'll Be Home for Christmas and Bring Him Home from Les Miserables. Oh, yeah. And he knocks it out of the park. It is just amazing. So... I think, I think um, this is going to be a wonderful entertainment for folks, and I really hope they have a chance to uh, watch and enjoy the two great talents of Mark Gifford and Damian Kaplan. And again, I thank Brian Crowdson and um, also Jerry Malzone at the Steinway Piano Gallery for helping make this possible.
1: Yes, and that is going to be absolutely uh, wonderful. And this is um, not the only thing that the Hoagland is uh, doing uh doing uh, holiday wise. Right. Um, there was also another streaming production and that is going to be going on on the 20th. Uh, talk a little bit about that. What's that going to be?
2: Sure. Well, for years I have put together um, off and on a radio theater production of a Christmas carol. I did it first back in 2004, then 2007. The last time was 2011 and each time it would be broadcast on NPR Illinois and we thought when we did our Dracula show, well, this is a way we could do, you know, a, a Christmas offering. Because I didn't know if Mark and Damien would be available this year. So we we started thinking about that, but when we went into tier three mitigations, it became obvious we could not gather in person to do this. So I started thinking, well, how can we put this together? And we're we're doing it virtually as a Zoom style presentation. So it's kind of reader's theater version of A Christmas Carol. And there we have a picture of Dennis Rendleman as Scrooge and Pat Foster as the ghost of Jacob Marley. We've done a few run-throughs and we're going to tape tomorrow. Um, We'll have a lot of post-production in it. Um, I I think for for this kind of show, it's going to turn out really well. I have no idea what to expect because I've never done anything like this, but it has been great fun to hold rehearsals on zoom and we're using something that that you and I are using right now called Streamyard, And that allows the, um, the director of the show Ryan Mitchley to kind of act like a switcher in a TV studio. So when Scrooge and Marley are on the screen, they're the only two there. You don't see the other 15 cast members in boxes like the Brady bunch. We we try to try to make it um, as, as close to a theatrical event as possible. So We'll see how that turns out. But uh, we have a very affordable ticket price for that because it's such a unique format. We're asking for a $5 single ticket or a $10 family ticket if you choose to watch. That will be available on Showtix for You on December 20th. That's a Sunday night at 7. You can watch that night or you can also watch that video on demand through December 21st through January 1st. Anytime you want to, you've got 48 hours to watch it after you press the start button.
1: Holiday Pops in the Heartland from the Illinois Symphony Orchestra. And joining me is Ken Lamb and Trevor Orthman. How are you guys doing? Hi, Kevin. We're doing great
0: today. And looking forward to the broadcast tomorrow evening on
1: directly on our website. Yes, that's, that's going to be great. So talk a little bit about the... Uh, for, for those who maybe you know somehow I haven't even seen holiday pops in the heartland what how long have you guys been doing this and um, a, sort of a little bit of the history of it and what it uh what it all is i mean the
0: holiday pops in the heartland has started is probably more than 20 years old and you know goes back to sort of the beginning of the of the orchestra's history as the illinois symphony orchestra and the great thing about the Holiday Pops in the Heartland concert is we always are partnering with community organization and performing arts groups um, to collaborate and create a performance for the entire community to enjoy.
1: That's great, and the and with the Holiday Pops. So this is. Um, so is it just is it just the orchestra, or is it and you see you're also. Partnering with a couple other groups, so there's um, uh, they were sign up. There's some ballet dancing as well. So, um, so who all yeah. is um, part of this? Uh, so part of this,
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. Usually, we have lots and lots of people joining us. The ballet companies, the Springfield Ballet, the Youth Ballet, and usually we have the youth orchestras in in both uh, Springfield and, and Bloomington. And ballet companies in, in Bloomington as well, as well as other guests. But of course, with the pandemic, some of these uh, is, is, are not possible because the youth orchestras, for instance, they have not been rehearsing. Uh, they, it's very difficult for for, for for people to be you know rehearsing in person. And um, but but you know we've been talking to the ballet companies and they found you know, innovative ways to still you know maybe rehearse through Zoom and and so we are going to—they uh, they are going to be with us uh, tomorrow night. So we're very excited about that.
1: That's great. That's awesome. And uh, Ken, I also want to ask because you talked a little bit about this um, uh, off-air before we started—we started, uh, we started uh, talking here—is that the uh, um, it, there's a lot, and I guess you know. And so, I mean, I, I play percussion, but, the, uh, but you know, of course, played in a lot of uh, bands, uh, the orchest- orchestras, at least in school and that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, you talked a little bit about, about the uh, the woodwinds and some of the horns, and of course, you know, singing and especially playing is one of those, you know, ways you can really, you know, kind of spread your germs out. So talk a little bit about uh, what you guys were uh, planning uh, uh, around that.
3: Yeah, as with uh, pretty much every orchestra in the country, and indeed the world, Illinois Symphony, we've been trying finding innovative ways and safe ways to still deliver uh, our music to all our patrons who've been basically uh, holed up at home for months and they are really eager to, you know, to have some music, even though it could be streamed to their devices at home, just to have a slice of sort of normalcy, even though we can't. Um, have a uh, 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 in-person audience but if you think about an orchestra and you're quite right to say you know, we can all we'll wear masks uh, but the winds and brass players can't really do that uh, while playing because they actually have to blow and singers are especially challenging I know of church choirs they have these um, masks for singers that just is so bulky it's actually very uncomfortable to sing with but you know, people are really trying. So for us this time, we are going to have a string orchestra with a percussionist. These are people who can perform with mask on. I'll have a mask on. Um, that uh, I, I guess you know, like you, you, can be a lot more expressive with my face, but we're gonna just make do with half of it. Um, but that way, we we actually can uh, perform together. But we also take precautions. So, for instance, all our players will be at least six feet apart, seated, and um, I'll be sort of fairly far away uh, from the the players. And that actually presents challenges for an orchestra who uh, has learned to play together by being able to listen to one another, being able to see each other, and really sitting quite close together. So, it's a new way of playing. Uh, that we're all having to contend with, but it's a, you know, it's a, a small price to pay to, to to get everyone together and really continue with this tradition.
1: Yeah, and it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. And you, um, so with with sort of doing just the strings the percussion, has this. Um, has this affected the choices of the holiday songs you're going to play Are they uh, are they different arrangements or t- talk a little bit about that
3: that's that's, that's such a great question because you know you are a musician so I know you would you would ask that um, <laughs> what are the holiday favorites you know they have the nutcracker sleigh ride and all the all the all the uh, tunes that uh, we all love now the good news is and again it's uh, thanks maybe i said thanks to the the, the lockdown And composers and arrangers, they have seen this as an opportunity um, to create arrangements of all of these songs uh, for uh, string orchestras, for instance, exactly the combination that I was talking about because they also know that wind and brass won't be able to perform. So we have a string arrangement of Nutcracker, string arrangements of Sleigh Ride and so on. And it's a little different because if you think about it, all the string players, they now have to play their parts as well as the wind and brass parts. Yeah. It's quite a bit more taxing uh, because before you know, you play one passage and you give it to the winds and they can sort of rest for a few, few measures and now they can't. They have to play everything. So, um, but I think the string players, they're just so eager to get back together. I was we talking to our concert master. And he just said oh, he's always so looking forward to see his friends and play with them. We haven't done that since, really, the middle of February. So yeah. this is going to be very exciting for us.
1: Yes, and it sounds, it's going to be really great. Um, I want to ask you, Trevor, um, a, um, basically, uh, how important has it been um, that you guys have been able to uh, do do a couple of, um, do some of these concerts? Um, over uh, streaming, I mean, you know, streaming has always sort of been there, but it really has kicked off these past, uh, these this past year. And how important has it been to be able to get these performances through, uh, through streaming, so people can watch them in their homes? I mean, I found it that it's very
0: important, and you know, all of our patrons and audience members um, really have been positive about the small performances that we have had on through streaming. Our Sunday at Six recital series typically features one or a couple of musicians performing. And we started that series in May and have continued and will it will conclude uh, this year uh, next weekend on the 20th of December, but then we plan to continue that in the spring. And we will also be um, con- adding to our offerings with our around the town with small chamber ensembles since we're able to perform those types of performances um, to no audience but streamed, um, it's that to just allow people to experience the musicians in our communities that they, that they know and they want to see, even though we're not able to meet and see in person and experience the live performance, which is definitely our goal to get back to. And hopefully um, with the positive news of vaccines, we'll be able to get there
1: um, in, as soon as possible. Yeah, I think it'll be there before we know it. But, uh, you know, it's, you know, we're all waiting to get there. How are people going to be able to watch Holiday Pops in the Heartland tomorrow night? So tomorrow night at seven o'clock, they can just go to
0: our website, ilsymphony.org. And there the stream will be taking place. They I think they may need to click on it or it will be live on the screen there. So they can go directly to um, our website and then also it will be available uh, through the new year um, for those that may not be able to catch it on
1: tomorrow evening at seven o'clock. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Uh, You break legs, everything great. Uh, You know, hope you guys, uh, everything goes well and uh, we'll see, we'll see you guys soon. Great. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thank, Thank you. It is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY. This is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY. I'm Kevin Hart. Well, a lot of Christmas traditions um, all around, especially in theater, have uh, unfortunately not been able to go on. We do have a all-Zoom production uh, coming your way this weekend, actually, from the Springfield Theater Center. And that is the show, Santa's Workshops Got Talent. I am talking with the director, Cynthia Higginson. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing well, Kevin. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, thanks for being on. Um, uh, how how have things been during this uh, during this uh, quarantine? Um, how have you been holding up?
4: Um, as well as it can be expected, I guess. I mean, I'm, I've got uh, you know my family's here. We're lucky that um, kids got to come home from college, and uh, we're all safe so far. No problems with health, and uh, overall doing okay.
1: Good, that's good. Good. Um, so I, i'm I'm wondering about this this production, this Santa's Workshops Got Talent. Is this an original show or is it an existing show that you adapted for um, compl- So you, you guys are doing this completely over Zoom. Did you adapt it for uh, for this virtual format?
4: Um no, actually, there have been just a myriad of new shows that have come out in the last several months available through different publishing companies. Um, and this was something that was already made, uh, specifically for the zoom format or some type of group sharing format. Um, and so we, we did not have to alter it.
1: Good. That's awesome. Um, and so tell me a little bit, uh, tell me a little bit about the show then what it's, uh, uh what the plot of it is and, uh, what sort of characters you have in there. I mean, Santa's workshop, I'm sure there's Santa and elves and everything, but what goes on in Santa's workshops got talent. Sure.
4: Um, Well, so it was really cute how they incorporated the whole Zoom aspect into the show. Um, It's not just a show that just happens to be over Zoom. Um, The premise is is that um, Santa's Workshop does this talent show every year. It's an annual thing. Um, But this year there has been a blizzard, um, which has caused them to have to go virtual. And so that's kind of, they just played off of the whole Zoom thing and brought it into the plot and um so throughout the show we have several different what we call acts um who might come and sing dance um there's a um i I don't want to to spoil the plot but there there's a villain that comes in and we find out exactly why there has been a blizzard um this year and um character wise of course we've got Santa, like you said we have um many many elves i think we have 13 elves Um, We have all nine reindeer including including Rudolph, we have Mrs. Claus. Um, There's three judges, Mrs. Claus, Santa, and then Ruby the red-lipped reindeer is our (laughs) third judge. Um, And so they basically um, watch all the acts and give them points um, according to uh, the 12 days of Christmas. So they might give them what is it you know five golden rings or um, eight maids of milking um things like that
1: yeah that's really that's cool so um so this is completely over zoom and um i've been i i've seen uh pictures of different uh different rehearsals that you guys have been doing you do your um uh performers of the week that you put up um every day wonderful that you've been doing that as as long as i've been doing shows with you that you've been always doing that and that's all super cool that you do that um but i've seen all these pictures of uh over zoom rehearsing what was the process of rehearsing a show completely over zoom like
4: oh well it was crazy we we were really hopeful that we were going to get to have just a few in-person rehearsals and then we were intending on going over zoom but the week that we started rehearsal so first of all kevin
1: uh, yeah,
4: four and a half weeks ago is when we had auditions, um, yep. f- about five and a half weeks ago is when Sean, um, Sean Schofield Smith, she's my co-director. Uh, mm-hmm. basically the board came to us and said, you know what, we really want to put on something for kids. Um, can you guys find something? And so we quick dig some, um, research, looked at some of the different publishing companies, found this really cute show, thought it was manageable. Um, in the time frame that we had, Um, and then quickly put auditions together. All the kids um, submitted their auditions virtually. Um, So we watched videos of them uh, reading and singing and things like that. And then we cast from there. Um, We did have our first rehearsal virtually with the parents to give them all the ins and outs. And then we were intending on having rehearsals, um, at least three rehearsals that week in person. So we had two where we... Had really small groups. We were in uh, theater in the two, theater two at the Hoagland. Um, we mm-hmm. spread them all out. They were all like ten feet away from each other, just to kind of you know meet up. And some of these kids, we have a third of our kids are brand new to theater, and so nice. we wanted to have a moment where we actually got to meet them, you know. Yeah. Um, but that was the week that the governor issued uh, kind of rolled back everything, and so we had two rehearsals on site, and then Thursday started our Zoom rehearsals. And so we've zoomed ever since um, it can be a little crazy I I, I said recently uh, I give sh- big shout outs to the teachers that deal with uh, classroom management on zoom day in and day out for you know seven hours a day and um, we only did two hour rehearsals each night and it can, it could can get kind of crazy yeah um, <laughs> uh, trying to you know because the Zoom platform isn't always forgiving with, you know, multiple people talking and things like that. And so uh, it it was fun. And of course, you know, in theater, we always like to bounce off each other and we want, we talk about pacing. And so that was a big issue um, with the Zoom platform was because sometimes they might not hear, you know, where they're at. They're not, they might not hear somebody talk and finish their sentence until like, like a beat or two after I'm hearing it. And so it seems like we're laggy. So there was all sorts of, and of course, the lighting issues and the backgrounds and all that fun stuff. And then to figure out what, uh, how we incorporate all the regular stuff, you know, the the costumes, the makeup, the makeup, my goodness, yeah. you know, oh, um, yeah. our, our blessed parents uh, basically stepped <laughs> up and became part of the staff uh, because they had to do makeup on their kids, um, which oh, yeah. doesn't normally happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But I've seen pictures so many uh, characters, reindeers, elves, everybody, you know, it's got some sort of like all this makeup on. So, yeah, it's really cool. Um, so a lot of that, I'm guessing, factored also into the recording process, recording the musical.
4: Yes. Yeah. So we had planned. Um, we recorded last Saturday mm-hmm. um, in the afternoon. We wanted them to be fresh. We wanted to give parents enough time because many parents, you know, we were starting at 630 in the evening on weekdays that can be tough for parents to come home from work and then have to put makeup on their kids and all of that. So
0: <laughs> yeah. like, let's
4: do it on a Saturday afternoon. Um, and so, uh, they all started, we, there were two individuals, two of our cast members that I don't want. There are villains of the show. Um, we did yeah. do special makeup with one of our Stacy Colas is one of our makeup gurus cool. um, and she yeah. did put make, uh, go to their ho- homes, fully masked and everything. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, um, took care of their makeup with their parents' permission. And so that's awesome. And then the parents did all of that. They got all their, uh, their costumes on. And then we checked in, we had to recheck lighting that day because something I didn't think about was the lighting at two o'clock in the afternoon is different than the lighting at six 30 in the evening.
1: Yep. Um, yep. So
4: we had to play around with that a little bit. And then, um, we recorded the show fully twice um, and then there was a couple of scenes that we weren't real happy with how the, the Zoom might have lagged or something. And so we reran those a couple of times yeah. um, and then um, sent it all off to our awesome uh, tech guru, Jacob Dieters. Um, he nice. volunteered to edit it and put it all together. Um, and so uh, he recently sent us the, the first draft of it and I couldn't be more thrilled. Um, I'm super excited.
1: Nice. Well, I'm excited to see it. How, um, I, I, you know, I, I gotta ask because, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of shows like Christmas shows tend to have a, a lot of parts for uh, young people in it. Uh, and we've seen a lot of uh, virtual shows, whether they've been recorded live, um, performed live, even in some instances, but, um, how important is it, especially around this time to have kids being able to do some sort of theater, um, on the scale that we're doing it here?
4: Oh my goodness! I'll probably cry uh, answering this question. Um, these these kids have it's it's so obvious that they have just yes. There's my cast.
1: Yep, um, there they are.
4: <laughs> you know, this has just been such a wonderful experience. They, many parents have reached out to me and said thank you so much for uh, offering something for our kids um, to to do because yeah. they have been struggling.
1: Yes, yes, they have. And it is and it is great. And this is gonna be a wonderful production. And I am excited to see it. How are people able to watch this production? And how long will it be available to rent and to watch um, in the future going into uh, going into Christmas and possibly after?
4: So um, Springfield Theater Center is partnering with a new website for tickets. Um, Mm -hmm. So if, if you're listening, you might want to get a pencil because it's kind of tricky. Um, so the website is ShowTix for you, yep. but it's S H O W T I X. The number four and the letter U. Dot com, and then forward slash events forward slash STC, and that will bring you to a page that um, gives all of our offerings. Um, for this particular show, we have three different um, things that are available. Um, one, we have our premiere night. Our premiere is December 17th, next Thursday evening at 7 p.m. And what's special about that is that the cast is actually going to be available on the website to um, chat after the show. So it'd be kind of like, um, you know, at the end of the show when everybody comes out to congratulate them on a, on a show, um, they'll, people will be able, the audience members will be able to talk to the cast and ask some questions cool. or, or tell them whatever. Nice. Um, And then we have a um, then we have our on demand, which starts Mm -hmm. the very next day on December 18th and runs through January 3rd Um, when you purchase that link. um, So in both of those cases, a single ticket is five dollars. A family streaming ticket is 10. That's on the honor system. We are hoping that if you are watching with more than one person that we do would purchase a family ticket. Yes, please Um, do. Yes. Um, And then um, it runs through January 3rd. You'll get a link and you will have the opportunity to view uh, the show within 48 hours of purchasing that link. Um, So, And then the third offering is our school shows. So with our kids shows with STC, we always would have these, we would take off the day on Thursday. All the kids would take off school. I would take off work and um, we would offer what we call kids shows to the area schools for a reduced price. And we were like, how can we do that with this? And so, um, we basically came up with a kind of an on-demand school show version, um, that will actually start December 14th and it's just $20 per link per classroom. So like entire schools are, are purchasing the opportunity for their classrooms. Um, it's a really super good deal. I mean, that's like a dollar a kid if you have 20 kids in your class, Mm -hmm. um, so um, we're really excited about all three of those offerings, and we're really hopeful um, that people will come out and buy tickets and support us.
1: Yes, please do. That premieres this weekend, and of course, like you said, you'll be able to get the uh, the twenty dollars ticket for the classroom that's starting uh, on the fourteenth. Cynthia, it was great to talk to you, and thank you so much for joining me. And um, even though it's already recorded, break legs to the cast and crew. Thank um, you. Sam's Workshops Got Talent.
4: Thank you so much, Kevin.
1: Thank you. It is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY. It's time for Bottom of the Bargain Bin with Kevin Hart. Welcome back to Bottom of the Bargain Bin. I'm your host, Kevin Hart. My One of my favorites, no, I'll just say my favorite Christmas movie of all time, even though that it's not. You know a movie it's maybe 30 minutes with commercials is how the grinch stole christmas the original cartoon oh my god there he is there's our boy i love him so much it's such a great special always a big part of my childhood and a lot of people's childhoods i'm sure i mean this is a, i mean this how you're a mean one mr grinch that's a classic i actually sang that on the air one time so i'm gonna have to share that uh, at some point soon if i can find it but uh, there's been a lot of adaptations of The Grinch over the years. The first one actually was from 1992. It was narrated by Walter Matthau. And uh, it was basically just the book that they kinda took pictures of and uh, like pseudo-animated it. I, I I bugged my parents because I wanted them to uh, I wanted them to rent that for me when I was younger. Uh, not very good but you know, it's it's another Grinch related thing that isn't the original. So it's, it's cool I guess. Um, then we also have the 1999 movie with Jim Carrey this is the one that a lot of people especially my age know uh, they grew up with and it's um is it the best movie no not really it's there's a lot of problems with it and uh, uh, a lot of the problems that you might uh, we might have with this uh, this musical that I'm gonna be talking about but um, the, the book How the Grinch Stole Christmas is very short and you can read it pretty quickly uh, and the special like I said is maybe about 20 minutes long so turning it into a 90 minute plus movie or musical you really you're like oh what am I supposed to do so you want to expand on the character and it just gets into this muddy territory of like you know like, why are he making a Grinch, you know, m- a movie about here's his childhood and he was mad that somebody gave him a razor and eh, whatever. So uh, so th- then recently there was a movie with Benedict Cumberbatch where he played the Grinch and it was a CGI animated movie, which was mildly successful. Uh, a lot of marketing for it, which we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, but then recently there was a new musical starring Matthew Morrison, as The Grinch, and that premiered on NBC just a couple of nights ago. Now, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the musical, is an established musical that has been around for a long time. Uh, the first production was in the 90s, but it didn't really kick off until the mid-2000s when it became a mainstay, especially in London, and it's toured around a bit in the US. Um, this musical, much like the previous film adaptations that are like 90 minutes plus, uh, this one is stretched out quite a bit to fit the length of a stage musical and uh, like many movies that get turned into musicals, even if there's music in them, they had to write more songs for it. Now you have the classic songs, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, The da do re you have that. Uh, but then you have all these other new songs that kind of aren't that good. Uh, if I, if I say so myself, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of them. Uh, they're, they're your average sort of modern musical theater feel. And some of them tried to be trying to have the quirky sort of jazziness of the, some of the, like your mean one, Mr. Grinch but uh, it didn't work as well for me. As you can see this picture here, uh, there's two dogs there. One is old Max, one is young Max. Now, Max has a bigger role in this musical. Uh, he actually speaks. Now, this is uh, this is not uncommon for stage musicals to have animals, you know, sometimes played by humans in, uh, you know, animal suits. Think of cats. Uh, we all know how well that movie went, the movie version of that, but you know, they're people playing cats. They're in the cat costumes, and that's there's all that sort of thing. But the, the this one uh, Max narrates it because, of course, you know the all the movie versions are narrated. Um, even going back to the TV special, narrated with Boris Karloff, who also voiced uh, the Grinch. Um, side note here about Boris Karloff: his great aunt was Anna Leonowens, who *The King and I* is based off of. I found that out last week in a tweet um and i said well that is ridiculous and i looked it up and sure enough it's true uh Just thought I'd throw that out there. A little musical fact, a little movie fact, of course, since Boris Karloff, a huge movie star. They've done the story of um, Anna and the King of Siam, of course, the musical, several times as a movie. But uh, going back to Boris Karloff, the original Grinch and the narrator of that and then Thurl Ravencroft, uh, Ravenscroft, excuse me, he did the song. Uh, A big bass singer who... uh, if you listen to any musicals from around, uh, from around the 60s and earlier, and uh, even going later, he, he did a lot of bass voices, a lot of dubbing, and also was the voice of Tony the Tiger for quite a bit uh, until his death. But, uh, look, this musical, this live musical that was done on television, this, uh, this How the Grinch Stole Christmas, really, really rubbed me the wrong way. I'm a purist about this original uh, this original cartoon shorts. So I know some of you are thinking, oh, here comes, you know, Kevin's got his biases. He already hates this, because it's a new thing and it's different. No, I was, uh, when I first saw the ad for this, I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And, you know, there was initially hate of like, oh, this is gonna be terrible all over the internet. I'm like, give it a chance. And uh, I've talked about this on State of the Arts with Gus a couple of times. And I've talked about this, you know, outside of, you know, radio shows and everything. And I've told people, "Look." I am glad that NBC is still doing live musicals. It's a tradition that dates back to uh, long before they even had, you know, as, as long as TV has been around, they've been broadcasting plays and musicals. So I'm glad they're doing it. And uh, I will also say that the live-action Grinch musical has amazing sets, as you can see. It's, it's painted to look like a Dr. Seuss book, like the Dr. Seuss book that it's based off of, and the costumes are wonderful. Matthew Morrison's makeup is amazing, um, and all, all the Who's have these different, uh, you know, different costumes, personalities. I mean, all that looks really good. Now, when we get into the book of the musical, it is horrible. This is terrible. This is not, like, like as a book musical, it is really bad. And, um... Uh, look, one of the biggest lines in the original book, in the original TV special, is, you know, maybe Christmas isn't found in a store, maybe Christmas is something more. There's literally a scene in this musical where they are dancing in a shop and they're fighting over buying things and, uh, you know, they're asking Cindy Lou Who what she wants. Um, it's just like, you didn't read the book, you didn't watch the TV special. Why... <laughs> and then there's just all these side plots and these different characters, and I get it. I get it. I get it. They had to stretch it out to 90 minutes. You have to do something. Um, same thing happened with even the, uh, the movie version of Cat in a Hat. They had to do that. Uh, the Lorax, everything. Uh, but, you know, it's this whole. You know, there's the citizens of Whoville, and they're so. Uh, it, it's. Again, it's like they don't kind of know the material that well. It's like, yes, I understand they love Christmas, Christmas and they love celebrating everything, but you know, the the way they treat, you know, they're, it's, it's, there there's a line Cindy Lou who has about the Grinch where she's like, "Whoa, you looked like the Grinch and he was slinking around and you know, she was like really off, you know, off putting towards him." It's like, well, she wouldn't have been like that to the Grinch. I don't know what this musical's going for. <laughs> really, I'm sorry, I just did not think it was that good and I don't have anything more really to say about it. Um, The choreography was great, the singing was great Matthew Morrison is a wonderful actor and he is great in everything Um, Not, I mean, look he's a very attractive leading man why he's playing this ugly character part? I don't know because he would be better suited for um, s- some leading man role. I mean, I don't know. I guess whatever. There just weren't enough uh, opportunities for uh, tall, attractive guys in musical theater. Oh, if only, if only they had more representation. <laughs> I don't know. That's mean for me to say, but uh, you know, really, Matthew Morrison, you're gonna get somebody, somebody cut who's like, you know. You know this handsome guy, I and mean, it's like I'm gonna play this ugly character. And <sighs> look, the only reason I would ever watch this again is if it uh, is if it was done here in Springfield, and uh, I knew people in it. Um, and then I would definitely want to be supportive of my friends, and I would want to watch them in this. Um, uh, otherwise, I don't think I'm ever gonna watch the special again at all. I don't have any desire to. I think it was really bad. So my recommendation is to not watch this because it was not very good. You missed a segment. Hello? (laughs) Hello? Anybody home? You can find it at WMAY.com slash entertainment. You can hear the full show, some of the clips, some of the things you might not even hear on the air.
2: Take a spin, now you're in with the techno set. You're going surfing on the internet.
1: Thank you once again for listening in. I will see you next week here at 11 a.m. WMAY.